What is up, gamers? Welcome back to another episode of the Aggressively Okay podcast. Uh, two, uh, a tomato and a potato are crossing the street, and the tomato gets hit by a car, and the potato turns around and says, hey, catch up. And that's exactly what we're doing today on today's episode of the Aggressively Okay podcast. We're going to catch up on some uh, 2021 features. I'm your host, Joseph Salmoni, joined by my uh, libtard co-host, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm also transferring Mango Jewel pods. Uh, so for any uh, for any uh, spy kids out there, um, yeah, yeah, this is a catch up episode. I know we made a big deal about our new format, like literally on our last section of apps. But um, let me tell you, award season's busy, and there's just like too many like movies to do individual apps for. So we're going back to catch up corner uh, this week, where we have. Uh, a solid 13 movies, but we're going to bang them out. Just give our quick thoughts on them. Um, and some of them will be very quick because I don't have a lot to say about all these, but I do want to at least talk about them since, you know, I see, I would say these are all like a little bit of awards contenders to an extent. Mm-hmm. So most of them, I, I well, it's to be seen, but they're at least in the contention. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to jump right into it. Like I'm in a Disney channel movie. And, uh, oh, like, you know, call me Corbin Blue because I'm jumping in. Um, I'm going to jump into it like I'm Philip DeFranco. You know? All right. That's all the time we have today, guys. Uh, <laughs> no, I, <laughs> uh, so the first movie is uh, Philip DeFranco's favorite movie of 2021, Spencer. Um, <laughs> yeah, he loved this one. Yeah. Um, I Well, Joe hates women, so I'm sure he didn't like mm-hmm. this movie. But um, That's quite my main fr- problem with it. Yeah, I I honestly thought it was uh, fantastic. Um, I I thought it was haunting and beautiful. And um, Pablo Lorraine also made Jackie in 2016, which uh, did you like that movie? I love Jackie. Jackie, I think it was my third or fourth favorite movie of the year it came out. Uh, but I fucking hated Emma, his follow up movie. I saw that. That was the first movie I saw at Sundance uh, the last time I went. And I I hate I hate it with my whole being. So I was uh, cautiously optimistic for Spencer, but I uh, was super impressed with it. Uh, Kristen Stewart does a great job, as to be expected. It's uh it's a really it's like a perfect companion piece to uh to Spencer or to Jackie. Um, it's mm-hmm. uh it's kind of the it's kind it's got the same bag of tricks, but it does it differently enough to where it kind of warrants being its own movie. Because Jackie kind of is a lot more of like a kind of leans into like the horror element of the story it's kind of a yeah. score is very unsettling it's shot like a like like a horror movie and and spencer's a lot more of like a like a like a melancholy it's like a psychodrama yeah. yeah it's like a psychological drama so it's 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 different enough and there's some really great sequences the best stuff in the movie is when it really leans into that psychodrama and uh yeah, yeah i hope i really hope he makes it a trilogy i think that would be uh, that'd be a really cool uh, criterion box set to get the Pablo Lorraine uh, <laughs> historical figures, female, like, historical yeah. female figures. Uh, um, like I, said, I don't even. He could do like a Monica Lewinsky movie. Yeah, I was about to say a, like who would be the third? Like, I mean, everyone's saying Britney Spears, but I think that might be a little oh. too. Uh, that might be a little too modern of the time. But I mean, uh, I I just, just, he, he'd probably do a great job with it. So, um, that would be interesting. I think it would be a good way to like kind of um go through the eras and like. Because mm-hmm. uh, I like all these other ones have been like about like politicians and royalty and stuff. So it'd be interesting to see him like do the same approach, but like for a pop star or something. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I thought Spencer was great. I think Kristen Stewart is um absolutely incredible in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. 
I, I don't know what I preferred, this or Jackie. I might lean towards Jackie just because Jackie is like fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was really great. It's currently still in my top 10 of the year. It might be bumped out by the end, but uh, as of now, it's, it's still on the, uh, uh, it's still on the list. And yeah, I, I mean, believe it's in my top 30. I don't know if it's in my top 20 or though, just cause there's a lot this year I'm having, oh, I'll get into it later, but I'm having a really tough time ranking this year. There's a lot of, we kind of, uh, I think due to COVID we're getting, we had a lot of, we basically had two years worth of movies in one year. So it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's really difficult to kind of pick and choose which ones you like. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i having a little bit of a difficult time, but it's also, like, I still find it easier than years of, like, 2019 or something, where, like, that year I was, like, literally, like, sweating bullets, like, trying to, like, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? But, like, this year I'm yeah. kind of, like, it is, like, a little disheartening to see, like, some stuff get bumped, but at the same time, like, all the bangers, I think, are making the list. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm excited. Um, but, yeah, so Spencer, uh, I think great movie. Uh, really recommend it if you haven't seen it yet. Um, yeah, probably should be a big awards contender, I'm guessing. But mm-hmm. I hope so. I should definitely get a nomination. Yeah, I wouldn't be. A, I don't know if he's gonna get a nomination for director, but I think he kind of deserves it. I don't um, know if he's. Uh, I don't know if he's entered the cool guy club yet in the eyes of the academy. <laughs> yeah, speaking of the cool guys club, uh, Kenneth Branagh uh, and Belfast. <laughs> uh, that's a guy who's in the cool guys club because it feels like every time he makes a movie, we talk about its awards chances, even though. Um, they all are like fine, I think. And <laughs> <laughs> he seems like a really cool guy. That's the weird thing. Like every time he talks, I'm like, oh, he seems nice, but mm-hmm. I I don't care about his movies. And uh, you can kind of add Belfast to that list because I, uh, <laughs> I I saw it and I uh, felt quite frankly nothing the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh I I think I enjoyed it a little bit more than you did. Um, I think it's really well made. Um, and it's clearly got um a lot of heart in it um it's definitely better than artemis fowl um i mean and, yeah <laughs> but uh it's kind of it's funny that you mentioned that he's a cool guy but you don't really care about the movie because i saw this uh he was at the screening of the showing i went to and he did a, he gave like a big speech beforehand and it was a q a and he's <laughs> like a, he was really passionate about the movie but the movie's just not like i mean if it if there is like I mean, I know we kind of talk about Oscar bait a lot in the film, on this podcast and in the film Twitter in general. But it's mm-hmm. uh, if this, I mean, if this is kind of the more Oscar baity one uh, of the year to me, at least. Um, I still think it's a very good movie. Uh, the, he develops the themes very well. Uh, there's some good, uh, the frame, the camera work's really well done. He's he's got some interesting framing, but it's just kind of a, it's not, it's it's just like a, it, it feels. I hate to compare it to Roma, but it just kind of feels like a little bit of like a vanilla Roma in a lot of ways. It doesn't quite yeah. have the, I don't think it quite has the, I don't think the movie quite has the impact that it thinks it, it does. Um, I yeah. think it has a big heart, but it kind of, there, there's these kind of, near the end of the film, especially, they're really trying to, there's a couple scenes where they're really trying to get you to cry. And uh, that's uh, the kind of, the, the relationship with the parents is compelling, but it's uh, it's not as compelling as the, uh, as, as a lot of the it's it's the, the this mainly the, the film is, is kind of just hanging out with his little boy uh and he's kind of he's got a really cute uh girlfriend uh kind of subplot in the movie and that was his grandfather's yeah. good it's kind of, it's a cute movie it's like well, it's a cute well done movie so maybe i started too negative like i don't dislike this movie like i think it's like fine I, like it's just completely fine like it's like a typical awards bait movie which i, I feel a little bit bad about because like you can tell it's like his memoir like it's like his mm-hmm his love letter to like his family and childhood and the place where he grew up and 
Um, and that's all fine and good. And it's not a bad movie by any means, but I really just, I, I don't know. I just didn't really feel much the entire movie. Like the entire time I was like, yeah, this is all competent. It's well acted. That's probably the best thing I can say about it. The performances across the board are all really good. Like yeah. everyone is really good in the movie. Yeah, I hope uh, the the parents. I know I was just, just saying that their story isn't as engaging, but they're they both are very very good. Um, the wife, yeah. the wife. I'm, I don't know the actress's name. I'm blanking on it, but the lady who plays the wife is excellent. Um, yeah, she's great. Jamie, Jamie Dornan. Dornan. Yeah. I hope we can see some more of him. He's a super char- He's a he's a super charming guy. Mister uh, Christian Grey himself from Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> yeah, this is second best performance behind yeah. that. Um, yeah, I, again, I, I thought it was fine. I, it was really, really, really just fine. The only reason I really included it in this episode is because it has like a lot of awards buzz. So I thought I'd bring it up. Um, but I but, think Belfast has kind of, uh, has, has, is, I think Belfast is another prime example that being the front runner for best picture is the worst thing for a movie. Being the first yeah. front runner for best picture is the worst thing for a movie. Cause it's, uh, I'll be interested to see how it actually, because for a long time it, it felt like it was he was going to win Best Director and it was going to win Best Picture. Yeah. Uh, but now uh, things are kind of shaken up. Yeah. Now you're questioning like, will he get like either nomination? Like. Yeah. I could see Picture, but now I'm like questioning like, is he even going to get Director for it? Like, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. But it um, seems like I got a transition for you, Adam. Mm-hmm. Unless it messes up the flow of the list, then you can do it. <laughs> no, what is it? It's a uh, you know who's the front runner for Best Director is now. Who? Jane Champion or Campion? I fucked up her that, name. That's a good one. It wasn't the next one on the list, but it works. It's in the same category. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jane <laughs> Champion, because she's a champion, a campion, uh, director of Power of the Dog. All right, that's all the time we have tonight. Yeah, um, that's why they yeah. pay me the big bucks, guys. <laughs> uh, hey, Joey. Yep. Bark for me. <laughs> that's all you're getting. All right. Thank anymore. You. <laughs> he's on all fours right now like running around the studio uh, mm-hmm. uh yeah power of the dog um i would say the stinkiest film of the year not because of quality but because no one showers in this darn movie um and everyone is sweaty and dirty and also a little bit fruity and mm-hmm. it's a dosh a, a dosh darn movie a, a gosh darn good movie i think mm-hmm. uh i, uh... I, I want to clarify though i have not seen piano her other movie. Um, yeah. Have you? Uh, no, I haven't seen. I I feel kind of bad. This was the first time I'd ever heard of her. She's kind of getting a. She's getting kind of the legacy director treatment with this kind of Oscar nomination. And uh, yeah. apparently she's got a whole catalog of excellent films, but I've never heard of her before. I've heard of her. I've heard of Piano. I've heard of In the Cut. I just. It's one of those blind spots for me. I had heard of In the Cut, and then I she has that TV show. I, I don't know. I remember the, on Top of the Lake or something. But uh, Oh, I guess I have seen some stuff from her, because I, I saw Top of the Lake. Um, both seasons. I don't know if she did season two. but um, She did season two. Yeah, season two. They're both really good. Um, mm-hmm. Elizabeth Moss is in it. And, um, in yeah, the Cut uh, looks right up my alley, so I'll probably check that out real soon. Yeah, and this is, like, really good, I think. Um, mm-hmm. oh, awesome. I mean, it's, I wouldn't... It's just shy of being a banger. It doesn't quite uh, completely. Uh, it's not a complete slam dunk. Uh, yeah. it's, it's not. A, I, it's not a Joe classic. But it's. Uh, it's. Yeah. I mean, I love me. I love me a western. One of my favorite genres. Uh, and she does uh, an excellent job with the movie. It's. It's like a fully developed, fleshed out film. Uh, it's got excellent performances. It's got a very sharp script. Um, the uh, and it's kind of a. It's a weird because not much really happens in the movie, but you're kind of it's like you're just very tense and kind of it's it's surprisingly tense film. But then it's also got 
these kind of uh, really genuine moments of, of warmth uh, that I wasn't expecting. Well, there's like a lot of um. I feel like the movie is consistently building up to something, but you don't know what it's building up to. Like you're constantly, mm-hmm. what is like what are you like? Because it feels like there's tension, but you're never mm-hmm. presented with the context of what you should be tense about. And I, that sounds like a negative thing, but that's a good thing because I think it makes this movie have like a very unique like tone. And like mm-hmm. you just like you feel like very weird when you're watching it. You're like, should I be like unsettled? Should I feel like? like engaged like how should i feel yeah. and um i think she rides that line pretty uh well throughout the movie and um mm-hmm. benedict cumberbatch fucking fantastic in this movie he's great. yeah excellent he's uh he's he's really good i uh i was watching it at home on, in the living room and my uh my parents were walking through and then they both uh came in and sat down and finished the movie with me because they were uh very compelled by his performance so He's a, he's a great asshole, and he does a, his, this kind of very complex, uh, multi-layered character. Um, yeah. And I thought he was excellent. Um, Jesse Plemons, uh, I think. Uh, I, uh, are you are you on the Plem train like I am? Are you a big oh, Plem head? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would say <laughs> since either Fargo or Game Night or whatever, like he's mm-hmm. he's yeah, oh, no Breaking Bad, Breaking yeah. Bad really. I like. Well, he was. Uh, we th- we he's good as Todd in Breaking Bad. He's excellent as Todd. But I think Game Night was really when I was like, okay. I'm I'm on board with this one guy. So fucking good in Game Night. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, everyone in this movie is great. Uh, Cody Smith, Fee, Plemons, uh, uh, Kirsten Dunst is great. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Uh, She's excellent. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, across the board, this movie is like just uh, a great cinematography. Great. Uh, I mean, truly beautiful cinematography. It looks gorgeous. I wish I saw it on the big screen because I'm sure it looks amazing. It sucks. This was at the the SCAD Film Festival and I skipped it and I really uh, wish I didn't. It would have been awesome to see it in the theater. Yeah, there's like one Netflix movie this year, uh, Wink Wink, uh, that I wish I saw in theaters. It would be this one, but unless I'm forgetting a really good one. But yeah, this is like a really good movie, like genuinely no, I'll say it's a great movie. It really is. I I do kind of agree. It's not quite a banger for me. Like it's not like one of those movies. Uh, spoiler alert for end of the year up, but it's not going to be in my top ten. But mm-hmm. it is really damn good, and I I do recommend it's, it. It's some good food, you know. It's like some damn good food, you know. Yeah, it, it's it's real solid. Um, speaking of uh, Will Smith, uh, King Richard. Um, <laughs> speaking of solid. <laughs> Um, you know who else is a human being? King Richard. Um, yeah, so we're talking King Richard now. Uh, I forgot the director of the movie's name, uh, but I'll say it's that guy's latest movie. And this is the true story of... Yeah, I believe they have... They have The director has one other big movie, I think. Uh, Joe I Bell. what it is, It's terrible. Joe Bell? Oh, yeah, he, he directed two movies in one year. One was Joe Bell, which is terrible, and King Richard, which is, uh, spoiler alert, great. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved this movie. I didn't quite cry at the end, but I was on the edge of tears. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I I don't know. I haven't had a sports movie affect me like this in a while. Like It, it hit all the right buttons. It's very much a crowd-pleasing movie, almost to the extent where I could see like her... Uh, Venus and Serena's like social media influence, like they know how to how to mm-hmm. get you. But yeah. uh, I don't care. It worked on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything it tried to do, it won me over. I I have little to no issues with it. I think it's really damn good. Yeah, I think um, it's. Uh, I would say this one. Well, I don't. I think Power of the Dog is like a better movie. I would say <laughs> that this is a is a banger though. This is really good. Uh, really super engaging. 
super well done uh, movie, great performances across the board. Uh, it's got a great sense of humor. It's got a, a huge amount of heart. Um, and it's able to kind of balance, even though it's, it's a very funny movie, uh, uh, King Richard, the character is a very, is a super watchable guy. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but there's also, they're able to balance kind of more heavier themes really, really well. Um, and it's super, it's just like a really satisfying movie to watch. It's just kind of like, by the end of it, it's a super rewarding experience. Um, and, uh, Will Smith is excellent, uh, as to be expected. Um, he's really, really great. Um, it, this is, uh, it is funny though, that he kind of seems to only really want to play, uh, like the greatest human beings of all time. Like he's such a, he's such a, it's, this character is such a, like a, a really, a really, uh, he's just a really great character. He's a really good, uh, he's a, he's a role model, uh, and he's a, he's a really aspirational figure, but he's also flawed and three-dimensional. It, it just works really, really well. And it's, uh, yeah, it's like, it's a big crowd pleasing sports movie. Yeah, I, um, I saw it with a big crowd when I, uh, went to the screening of it and I thought uh I mean everyone seemed to really enjoy it like uh, I was sitting in front of a kid and after it was over the kid like literally said like that was the best movie I've ever seen and yeah like I think it will appeal to families as much as will like awards voters uh come uh, whenever they vote and I could see it going pretty far with the Oscars like I I don't know if he's the front runner still for best actor but he deserves that nomination he uh he comes to play in this movie um he, mm-hmm. he's truly yeah, he yeah the two girls that play venus and serena i forgot their names but uh, uh they're both great um uh weirdly enough i even the supporting guys like john bernthal great in this movie um mm-hmm. as a i think rick macy is the guy's name um yeah just like a lot a really good supporting cast yeah um, the cinematography is actually very good um it, it's it hits that like 90s aesthetic really well i don't know if you noticed that but like i it just has like a very like kind of summertime like feel to it. And I, I don't know. I, I appreciated it on like pretty much every level and I didn't like, I thought it would be good, but it, it wowed me genuinely. Um, yeah. I think it's one of the best of the year. It's really good. Um, speaking of movies that go boom, tick, tick, boom. Uh, we're talking Lynn manuel Miranda's tick, tick, boom. Uh, Joey, I know you were a uh, you're a big theater nut, so were you excited for this movie? Yeah, I'm a I'm a recovering theater kid, um, so I was very excited for Tick Tick Boom. Uh, I'm a huge uh, I'm a huge Andrew Garfield guy. I think he's one of our best actors. Um, and uh, while I might not be as big of a fan as Lynn as Adam is, uh, I was excited <laughs> to see how he was going to do as a director. Um, and I think uh, across the board, uh, real banger of a movie. I think it was. Uh, it's not perfect. It's a bit rough around the edges. I think it's clear that um, Lynn uh, is. Uh, I, I unfortunately, I think the weakest element of the film is the direction. Uh, it kind of seems like he has a bit of. He clearly there's clearly moments of vision, and there's clearly moments where he kind of knows what he wants to do. But I'd say largely the biggest issue with the film is there's. The, the writing is really strong. Um, it, it's a pre-existing work, and Andrew Garfield is, is incredible. Um, really, really amazing. Uh, I hope uh, he's kind of my. I don't know if he's my pick to win, but I'd be very happy if he did win. Um, it's just the movie doesn't really have a clear uh, voice or vision outside of the writing and the sound, um, and the writing and the music. Yeah, I think what he. Uh, it, it's a little evident that it's his directorial debut. I think it. Uh, it's a little bit like. There's moments where uh, it has like moments of clear vision, and then there's other moments where it feels like 
the exposition, like the more biopic elements don't completely blend well with his more like energetic approach mm. in some scenes. Like it's, it, but it's still a good movie. It, it's still really good. And mm-hmm. um, that's a good way to put it. But Andrew Garfield, like, he carries the entire movie. Like, he, it's really incredible, like, how he's the heart and soul of the whole thing. And, yeah, um, and even if, because the, the, there's kind of, the musical numbers are really good. Uh, most yeah. of them are. And even if they're kind of, uh, some of them are, are, I think, I think some of them think they're a bit better than they are. But uh, right. they're, uh, there's like that, that Bohemian number when he's in the, the bo, 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 bo. That yeah, that's great. great. Uh, when he's on the piano in uh, Central Park, that's awesome. And then the, uh, uh, I was mad because you were mad. That one's really good. Uh, and even in the kind of the lesser ones, he's still kind of like acting his ass off in those scenes. Um, what is it? 3090 or whatever it's called. Um, mm-hmm. That scene is fucking fantastic. I think, is that the opening? Um, I saw it weeks ago, so I forgot. But like, uh, where he's like uh, yeah. singing oh, yeah. about. Yeah, he's turning 30. Yeah. Yeah. Great fucking scene. Um and if you watch it like side by side with his actual performance, like Andrew like nailed the mannerisms like perfectly. Um, yeah, it's it's really good. I wouldn't say it's like one of my favorites of the year, but uh, Andrew delivers just about the best performance I've seen this year. Um, mm-hmm. If not the best, definitely one of them because he. He's I will really say great. if I don't think the movie, unless unless Lynn got another actor to bring the same caliber of performance, uh, I don't think the movie would be as strong as it was without Andrew Garfield in it. I agree with you. I, he he's the reason why it's like good, pretty much. Like he, mm-hmm. it, it feels weird to say that because I I do think he has promise as a director, but in, in the long run, the movie entirely holds. Is, he's like the glue of the whole movie, and um, yeah, it's not a bad movie by any means, but it, it's a good movie. It's a decent movie with amazing performance, and mm-hmm. uh, I hope the Oscars recognize him because he is. Uh, has he been nominated for an Oscar before, Andrew Garfield? He got nominated for Hacksaw Ridge, but right. Uh, so it's like when yeah. good actor, it's like Walking Phoenix Joker. It's like oh, like and he's great in Joker, but it's like really Joker mm-hmm. <laughs> of yeah. like all his movies. Um, right. Okay. Um, yeah. But you know what else? Uh, you know who else has like acting in their movies? Who? <laughs> Ridley Scott's The House of Gucci. Um. <laughs> There's there's quite a bit of performances in this movie because boy oh boy is it an ensemble piece. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the, I'm I'm just killing it tonight with these transitions. Yeah. Um, so we Gucci. saw this together actually. I uh, mm-hmm. we held hands. Um, yeah. We smooched a little bit. Um, and missed most of the movie because of the kissing, honestly. Yeah, we were just smooching left and right. Um, <laughs> and I had to tell him to calm down a little bit, and he he held a gun to my face and said, "Calm this," and I you know mm-hmm. anyways house of gucci um <laughs> <laughs> the second ridley scott movie this year did we talk about the last duel on the pod i don't think we did uh, i don't think so but it's a good movie last duel is <laughs> really good um really really good um house of gucci it's it, it's definitely a movie it, it's definitely a movie that exists and there are definitely performances in this movie and it's undeniable that a cast and crew worked on it. Mm-hmm. Um, That's my entire. I, uh, I would agree. <laughs> um, it's fine, I think. It's not a banger. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say it's a banger. I think I like it a little more than you do. I'd say it's pretty good. Um, it's like very competent. Like it's very clear that like Ridley Scott is like a very capable director. It's clear 
these actors are very capable. It's just, it doesn't quite have the same, it doesn't quite have a real like energy to it. There's no real, it's kind of this, it's kind of presented as this like really big epic kind of Godfather-esque story. I would say it but has it doesn't like really no seem, energy That's like whatsoever. Yeah, it's just kind of, it feels a bit lifeless a little bit. And it kind of, uh, it, it almost feels like it was, it was like a Ridley Scott signed on as like a for hire almost. Like it's just the very like, like he just shot the script. Like there's no, real and kind of there, there's like he's a, it's kind of he's kind of got he, he's 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 a very uh he's his, his career is very uh up and down um he's got a, he's got a wide range of movies and it doesn't really seem like he's got the he's got his visual styles very clinical uh dark uh kind of gray palette yeah. going on but it doesn't it doesn't have the same like even something like you know, uh, all the money in the world had a lot had significantly more kind of oomph in it, and then the last duel I think has infinitely more energy than something like this does. It's just kind of, it's a bit limp, uh, and it's unfortunate because it's a really, it's got a the cast is great. Um, Lady Gaga is very good in the movie. Uh, I don't mm -hmm. think she's as good as it's kind of being propped up to be. I don't, I don't necessarily think this is the greatest performance of all time. Uh, I don't even think it's the best performance of the year. Uh, I don't think it's Lady Gaga's best performance, but she's very good in it. Adam Driver uh, is, uh, you know, one of the best working actors. He put he punches in another great performance. Uh, Al Pacino's funny, um, but I think you and I can both agree that uh, it's not often that an actor uh, is able to deliver um, a performance that makes the rest of cinema obsolete. But uh, Jared Leto as uh, Paolo Gucci uh, really, really changed things. It's me, Paolo. <laughs> <laughs> I... I joke and vouch for this. I laughed a majority of his dialogue during this movie. Like I just, every time he said something, I was laughing. And uh, I, I, I guess I can't call it a bad performance. Cause I was thoroughly entertained every time he was on screen. And he's, he's getting at the same thing that Ben Affleck was getting at in last duel. But I think I'd That's say last, his performance Ben Affleck, I think, is better in Last Stool than than because uh, Ben Affleck is like unhinged and funny, and it's like we've never seen him do anything like that before. But it's still like, like I don't know if, like, it's not Jared Leto's not bad in the movie, but I don't know if I can say that he's good either. <laughs> well, I feel like it's almost unfair of Ridley Scott to like tell, or I mean, I don't want to say that's unfair of Ridley Scott because like. I'll just say the movie tries to make honestly he's the heart of the movie weirdly enough because like all the deception kind of spawns down to him and he's the one that gets like the most taken advantage of with all the drama like the character but then he's like the goofiest one but it's also asking you to be the most sympathetic to him at the same time so it's like they want you to feel sympathy for him but they also want you to laugh at him and it's like I don't know what you mm -hmm. want me to do here because it's like it's hard to take it seriously when you uh when you when you just like you make such a joke out of this guy but then you're like oh but it's such a tragedy that he's been treated this way by his family you know mm -hmm. yeah because uh my buddy uh friend of the pod rico he was on our ghostbusters episode uh him and i are both uh, very italian so we were kind of debating the uh rico rico uh, took a little bit of offense to the, to the <laughs> performance and uh because he, he had that ridiculous quote uh, where he said he was like bleeding marinara sauce and it was uh <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of, and I was like, well, it's like a weird performance because like the character is kind of like, this is like kind of a joke, but he's also like pathetic, so you don't really know how to feel about him. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's a weird, uh, it's a weird choice. That's a good way to put it though. I don't know if I could put, I, I just don't know. It's just kind of like, 
it's uh it's i mean i guess it is an offensive performance because <laughs> it's kind of a ridiculous caricature of italian people but as an italian i'm not offended by it because it's an entertaining <laughs> performance but it is not uh you know i don't i just it's, it's a weird performance man i don't know <laughs> i um i'll tell you I, I i didn't think it was i was actually ready to die on the hill of you can't be racist to italians and then I saw this movie and it made me like rethink my <laughs> position because I'm like, oh shit, I guess you can be because it's like, <laughs> you kind of can be. Yeah, like, yeah, shit, why well, shit, I guess you can. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a great, that's an amazing point. <laughs> it, it makes you rethink that entire discourse of like, you can't be racist to Italians. It's like, well, watch House of Gucci and you might change your mind. Like, it's, it really is Italian face. Like start mm. to finish, it's Italian. Like it's like, Mamma Mia. Like it's it's like yeah. Mario level. Like Italian. Like and he's like he's like alongside like Ital- like Al Pacino is like an Italian icon, you know. And uh, it's so funny. Yeah. Lady Gaga too is a kind of a more modern one, but then he's like these super. He's like, it's like how how dare you stand aside <laughs> the legends? I. I, I I get th- at the end of the day this movie I think it has like a lot of flaws I think the the direction and pacing and like a lot of uh, it has a lot of weird just it just issues and weird um it feels very disjointed it feels very like half baked almost it feels like it should be directed by somebody else that has like flair almost do you want to know something crazy yeah do you know who was attached to direct it for like four years who Wong Kar Wai what yeah, he was attached to direct it for like it was oh. his first American movie. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> fuck! I I got hard hearing that, buddy. Uh, that that's uh, say it slower. Long car. Uh. Why? <laughs> uh, no, that would have been really sexy. Uh, why did he? You know why he dropped out? Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. It just kind of was. It was on Wikipedia, so it was just like uh, yeah. later attached. It was like Wong Kar Wai was attached, and then so and so was attached. I don't know why he left, but damn, that would have uh, been big sense. I mean, he makes a movie like once a decade, so yeah. Um, well, I'm. This is unrelated. It's, the only uh, reference here is Italians, but uh, I'm looking forward to that uh Michael Mann Ferrari movie that's coming out. Oh yeah, okay. I can't wait to that. That got delayed because of Ford v Ferrari. Yeah, isn't it Hugh Jackman? Yeah, it's Hugh Jackman. I think yeah, he already that, shot it. Like, I think it's in the bag. I I have no clue, but whenever it comes out, that's going to be, like, the sexiest movie of all time. Um, You know what? Speaking of sexy people uh, in a movie together, uh, well, I would say there's, like, maybe a few sexy people here. Uh, don't look up. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, jo- Joey, don't, don't look up. Don't. Okay. Don't, don't do it. All mm-hmm. right. Um. Oh. So you saw this movie tonight, so it's like fresh. In yeah, your... I saw it in a theater uh, earlier today. Um, Adam McKay, uh, the new Adam McKay joint, the political mm-hmm. satire uh, with the uh, ex- expectedly A-list cast. Um, it's about a, a meteor coming to Earth, and uh, they, they're trying to tell people about it. Um, and it's um, it's pretty good. Uh, I'm a big fan of McKay. Uh, I think Adam and I both have great admiration for his kind of classic iconic uh generational defining comedies really i think his uh he's i think he is just as impactful as someone like apatow you know i i would argue well i i don't want to say more but 
for me personally, like mm-hmm. McKay, his like I mean Step Brothers, the other guys, Ricky Bobby, Anchorman, like mm-hmm. like literally all bangers. Like Mount Rushmore classic, great comedy. Yeah, I watched uh, Ricky Bobby for the first time last week in preparation for Don't Look Up. So and, uh, Yeah, I mean I think. It's some of it isn't uh, some I I I still have to turn this into a Ricky Bobby pod, but it, it started and I was like, oh, this one's not going to be as, as good as the other ones. And then by the time I was done with it, I was like, this might be the best of the three. <laughs> we go together like peanut butter and cocaine. Um, mm-hmm. I yeah. just love the uh, <laughs> <laughs> he keeps John C, he keeps John C Riley keeps calling him on the phone and he's like, man, why am I talking to you? <laughs> <laughs> um. Does he like fucking make out with Sasha Baron Cohen at the end? Um, yeah, they like smooch at the end. He was amazing too. The scene when they're like uh, when uh, he's in the when he's when they're in the bar and he's gonna snap his arm. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> they're like, Ricky, he's ama- he's being completely reasonable with you right now. I think you should take the deal. <laughs> I'm not gonna take it. <laughs> yeah, I uh yeah, not to make this a Ricky Bobby pod, but it is fucking amazing. And um yeah, amazing movie, super, super funny movie. They're all like all his comedies. Honestly, I even love Anchorman too. Like that's probably his mm-hmm. like I love movie. Anchorman too. But it's it's still like goaded. Like it's great. Mm-hmm. Um so with that other being said, I just rewatched that classic. Other other guys is a, an absolute goaded movie. Um mm-hmm. then he, he went on to do um dramatic works after Anchorman 2. Um, the big short I think is really damn good. Um, mm. uh, that's a banger, straight up. I think. Mm. Um, Vice, not so much. Um, <laughs> Vice is okay at best. At, at worst, it's like nauseating. But it, <laughs> it's it's like it's like a movie. It has performances and it makes choices that don't always work. But it's not mm-hmm. a complete disaster. I don't think. It's a real, um, it's a really ambitious movie. Uh, Rico uh, is a huge Adam McKay guy, and that's his favorite Adam McKay movie. So maybe Vice. we'll get him on the pod. Yeah, he loves Vice. Uh, yeah. That's a re- that's like a seminal Rico classic. Rico Fokker. Um, yeah. yeah, I um, <laughs> I love you, Rico. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. So like with this one, I was kind of like, uh, don't look up. That is, I was kind of like, I didn't know what to expect really, because I. I was like, okay, I love like ninety percent of his movies, but then the last one he did, I didn't love, so I didn't really know how mm-hmm. to feel. And coming out of it, uh, it's it's okay, it, it's all right. It, it, it's it's a it's a decent movie. It's very funny at points. I think I don't mm-hmm. think it balances tone very well at all, but mm-hmm. there's some really good drama and there's some really good comedy. It just doesn't always mix. Yeah, it's a uh... That's pretty much what I'd say. It's a good. It's it's good. It's different. Uh, I've never really seen a movie like it before. Um, it just it it doesn't. It, it's 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 a very high concept. Um, and I I kind of think he uh, it doesn't. I mean, not to spoil anything. It doesn't really wrap up uh, very neatly. Uh, it seems. Not at all. Uh, it I I, I kind of got the vibe that he really didn't know how to end it. Um, and uh, just because it's you know it's a deeply political movie. Um, there's some very uh, there's some smart but very obvious satire in the film. Uh, there's stuff about climate change. Um, I was interested. Did the, was this shot pre-COVID or post-COVID, or was it shot during? Uh, I don't know. I, I think uh, partially a both. A lot of it. A lot of it. There's a lot. It can apply to pretty much. You know, there's uh, there's obviously stuff about global warming, and there's stuff that definitely seems like it's Matt. It's kind of COVID-oriented, um, and then there's definitely stuff about Trump throughout the movie. So it's a uh, it's another it's another liberal uh, propaganda film. 
Um, yeah. And uh, I definitely I agree with the pol- most of the politics in the film. Um, but it's just kind of, I don't know, it's a bit, I kind of miss the, the, the kind of more, I mean, it's not necessarily subtle because I wouldn't say like, you know, Ricky Bobby and Anchorman and other guys are definitely kind of have satirical elements about kind of Bush, Bush's America, but it's kind of like the, uh, he's the, the, the kind of, the, he's definitely more angry. These are his, I'd say these are his angry films, you know, cause they're definitely, yeah. they're not, they're not full. This is definitely kind of his more vice is, is a bit more dramatic than this one. Uh, and I'd say this is kind of in the middle of big short and vice. Um, and that's where I'd rank it personally in between the middle of Big Short and Vice. Uh, it's not quite as good as Big Short, but it's better than Vice. Yeah, I agree um, with that. And it's uh, Leo's really good in it. Um, Jennifer Lawrence is great. Good. Timothy um, Chalamet is really funny. Um, Mark Rylance was terrifying in this movie. Yeah, really weird performance. Um, <laughs> I think he he nails like the Silicon Valley like creepy vibe, like very well, like how artificial like Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg look. Uh, I think he like nailed that, but it's a terrifying performance. Like, um, Meryl Streep is really good. Uh, I think Jonah Hill is like low key the MVP of this movie. He's like mm-hmm. super funny and like like literally every line delivery that he has it's is funny. it's really good. Like he, <laughs> I, I love that scene where he's like saying like to Jennifer Lawrence, like, "Do you want to come with us?" Yeah. You know, yeah. He just closes the he door. The door. <laughs> <laughs> he just um, keeps talking about how hot his mom is. Yeah. I, <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's like a little puppy dog in this movie, and uh, he, he has like a lot of really good uh, line deliveries. And he, mm-hmm. I think he's the best because he's really going for it comedically. The other ones kind of have to be like an anchor, either that's the thing. Like, some people in this movie are like they have to play it straight, or they're complete satires. There's no one that's firmly in the middle, it's either they play it straight or they're satires. And um, you know, Meryl really goes for it. I think Ron Perlman really goes for it in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's actually really funny. I think uh, I have to see him. Yeah, he's not in it too much, but he's pretty funny. There's like one or two scenes that had me like laughing my ass off with him. Um, mm-hmm. there's a recurring bit with Jennifer Lawrence in a bag that I thought was like yeah, really fucking cool. funny. Yeah, like every uh, the snacks. No, oh well, no, that's not what I was talking about. Uh, that but that is really funny. Like, I, I don't want to spoil the joke, but it, yeah, that's also funny. No, the mm-hmm. the bag on the head. Oh yeah. I don't know, why, but, like, by the third time they cut to it, I, like, laughed so hard the third time. Uh, uh, oh, and slight spoilers. To, don't look up. The third time when it cuts to Leo with the bag on his head after the... Yeah. the it killed me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some really good stuff in this movie. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, overall, yeah. It, it, good. It, it's good. Mm-hmm. It's not great. I don't think it should be an awards contender because I don't think it's that good, but I could see it pulling through anyways. Yeah, I don't necessarily like understand. Like, it's like, it, like there, there's very, uh, at least it, it appears as an outsider looking in that Netflix is putting a lot of their eggs in this basket. Um, and I mean, it's a very timely satire um, about kind of, you know, misinformation and radicalization and stuff. But it's like, I don't, I just didn't really, I was like, I was kind of, I was just kind of like, okay. Like, it was like, it didn't really, it doesn't, it didn't really go beyond the, the general like pitch you know what i mean like it doesn't it didn't really have anything else like it didn't have it didn't really have any tricks up its sleeve it was kind of just like what the movie it was just kind of you know this is what the movie is yeah and, you know that's a good it's a good movie it's 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 definitely i definitely enjoyed it but uh it's not quite as funny as his funniest movies and it's not quite as, as hard-hitting as something like the big short so i don't know yeah it's uh i mean i enjoyed it i thought it was good leo has a good monologue near the end uh 
and uh, Timothy Chalamet is funny in it. I forgot he was in it, and he shows up at the end. Uh, yeah, and then, pretty... yeah, that's about it. I don't know. I don't. It's not. I'm not too. It's a bit of a disappointment. Uh, I'm not too crazy about it, but I like. You you hate it is what you're saying. You hate. Yeah, it. I hated it. I'd yeah. say it's an eight out of ten. Uh, I get it. I enjoyed it. I think it's a good movie, but it's not. Uh, I'm not too enthusiastic about it. Well, you know what I am enthusiastic about. What? West Side Story, directed by Steven Spielberg. Hey. Um, damn good movie. Really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I will clarify, I have not seen the original still. Um, but I, uh, this was my first West Side Story. I was a West Side Story virgin. And then I saw this movie. And uh, we saw it together also. And um, mm-hmm. Joe kept grabbing my pee-pee during the movie. And I thought that was weird. Yeah, but, um, it was really inappropriate of me. Yeah, it was. Um, but overall, I th- other than him touching me, uh, it was it was it was quite a it was quite a banger. I thought because uh, mm-hmm. boy oh boy, I, if there's one thing I like in movies, it's colors. And does this mm-hmm. movie have color? Yeah, it's uh, it's excellent. I love it. I was really I was really really impressed with the movie. Uh, the Joe like great. literally started like fist pumping the air like when a one musical started and i'm like yeah dude a number started and i pumped my fist in the air i was so excited the boy the the you know the dancing boys are awesome i, and then I shot him i shot him with fist pump the air. yeah you shot me with a gun uh, and i didn't get to finish the movie so i don't know how it ends but um it's uh if there's anything i love if there's one thing i love you can call me on this i love seeing a lot of dancing boys and this movie has tons of dancing boys it's there right. are also tons of dancing women but I think there might be more dancing boys in the movie. A lot, of, snap, a lot of snapping. A lot of snapping. Yeah. There's uh, a there's a there's a there's a number, and I I I have seen the original. I saw it the day before the screening, so uh, I had it fresh in my mind. Also in theaters, and, right? Mm-hmm, yeah, I went to the uh, the Fathom event. I used uh, an eWorks uh, free movie ticket. So thanks, Adam. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No worries, buddy. I uh, he did complete a survey, so uh, good mm-hmm. good job, buddy um but yeah i think it, it i mean again i can't speak as like because i haven't seen the original so i can't compare the two but uh this is a banger like straight up mm-hmm. um uh, performances are all really good uh rachel zegler is uh amazing yeah great debut performance like can you i cannot imagine like she graduated high school went right into production of this movie um all because she went viral on twitter with uh singing mm-hmm. shallow by lady gaga and uh yeah i mean that, that video is amazing by the way and uh, yeah I, i'm always skeptical of theater kids you know as a theater kid i i'm like oh i don't i you know i don't you don't want as a theater kid you don't want other theater kids to succeed so <laughs> i was skeptical of it but uh at one point i literally i mumbled to myself she's a there's a scene in a church and i mumbled to myself she's a movie star so yeah, she's excellent she's, she's really really great in the movie yeah, she she really is great. Um, I thought she was absolutely fantastic the, the entire movie. And um, yeah, I mean overall, I I the, the the direction, the choreography, the colors, the the music, the everything. I mean, like really, what a picture, honestly. Like just like what a what a picture. Uh, that's my review for it. Like it's just it kind of reminds you how cool movies can be when they mm. feel like this. Like it it feels yeah. like a it feels like a movie. Like, it feels like yeah. this is what movies are, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's kind of, it's also got a bit of, uh, even though I love me, Ready Player One, it does have a bit of uh, Spielberg getting his groove back, uh, that you've got that vibe to it. Uh, yeah, you know, call, best call him Stella, because she, time. call him Stella, because he got his groove back. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Just a little bit of a joke for Stella got her groove back. 
heads. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, no, I, I think it's one of the best of the year. Uh, mm -hmm. I love it. it. I, uh, and I imagine it will do well at the Oscars. Yeah. Um, well, you know, you don't have to imagine too much longer because another movie that's going to get a lot of uh, Oscar buzz is Nightmare Alley, uh, directed by Guillermo mm -hmm. del Toro. Um, and I mean, I always get excited for a del Toro movie anytime mm -hmm. one comes out. And uh, is this his follow up to Shape of Water? Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. So there's a lot of writing on this movie. Mm -hmm. um, we also saw this one together. Um, Joe bit me halfway through. <laughs> And I started yeah. having side effects, uh, and I felt yeah. nauseous, and I passed out, and I woke up, and I was in a theater for um, Shark Tale, and it was weird. But mm -hmm. what I did see of Nightmare Alley, um, I'd say I saw 50%, so I can review it. Um, what I did see of it, I thought, uh, was, was very good, and <laughs> I thought the performances were great, and um, if I had seen the other half of the movie... I'm guessing I would say that the second half of the movie was even better than the first half. The The first mm -hmm. half of the movie feels like it, it, they weirdly feel like two different movies. Like the first half mm -hmm. is like its own movie. The second half is a different half. It's, it's a completely different movie. It goes to a different location. It has a different tone, a different style, even um, mm -hmm. different cast of characters. Even uh, this isn't a spoiler. It just completely transitions to something else in the second half. And I liked that half more than the first half. I feel like if the entire movie was the second half, I, it would be like best of the year material. Um, mm -hmm. Not to say the first half is bad. I think the first half is very significant to the story, especially like the final scene, which I won't spoil. Uh, it, it's mm -hmm. all better if, you know, with the whole context, but um, it's a, it's a banger. Uh, there are points in this movie where I was quite literally on the edge of my seat, like with intensity, uh, uh, it has some good gore. Good. It's not a scary movie, but it has some creep factor to it. Uh, mm -hmm. And, and I, do, I, I admired that. Like it, it was him kind of restraining himself, but he also he knew when to tap into his horrors mm -hmm. and I like that. So it's not a perfect movie. It has some pacing issues, and I don't know if it had to be two and a half hours long. But mm -hmm. it's. I would still say it's a banger, though. I, I think mm -hmm. it is. I, uh, yeah, I definitely think it's a banger. I'm a big Del Toro guy. Pan's Labyrinth, uh, one of the best movies ever made. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, Shape of Water, excellent. Uh, I love me Crimson Peak. Or is it Crimson Peak? Crimson Peak. Yeah, okay. And uh, Crimson Tide is a submarine movie. So yeah. I was confusing the two. But uh, incredibly incredible cast, uh, really cool plot. Um, I kind of, uh, I, I do agree, it, it does kind of dramatically, almost dramatically feels like two different movies, so I'm wondering if there is kind of an underlying kind of thematic reason that it is so kind of split up like that, because it really does turn into, aside from two characters, uh, it really turns into a different movie, um, And uh, I, uh, but I, I don't think, I, I know that there's an original film, so I might put egg on my face, but I, I really haven't seen a movie like this before. Um, it's kind of a noir. It's kind of a horror movie. It's kind of, it's got its it's got its hands in a bunch of different genres, and uh, I think it works really really well. Um, it's a super engaging movie. Bradley Cooper's very 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 good. Um, Willem Dafoe is excellent um, in it. Uh, Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett, amazing. So it's uh, yeah, she's great in this movie. Um, I will say for people that call Kate Blanchett mommy, you're gonna have a uh, field mm -hmm. day with this movie because uh, mm -hmm. boy oh boy was I. Uh, I mean, you'll you'll know when you see it, but yeah. Um, I want sorry, her to tie me up. Yeah, you know, I want her to psychoanalyze me. 
Um, but no, I, I honestly thought this was a banger. Um, it, uh, I, I'm curious how it works on a rewatch because I feel like it's a movie that would play even better on a second viewing when you have the context of the full picture. So you can yeah. kind of appreciate the details of the first act and see how it really was like setting up the later things. Because mm-hmm. um, I had actually, I hadn't seen a trailer or anything for this movie before going into it. Um, yeah, I had I, no idea what it was even about. I, I knew it, me either. it was associated with a carnival. And that was um, I yeah, because I saw the poster and I saw the carny stuff on there that I... Uh, uh, I, I knew the cast roughly. I, I, there were a few people in it that I didn't expect, like uh, Richard Jenkins that I didn't know was in it, and I didn't know. Um, I, Tony Collette, I was I wasn't aware of. Um, I did only because I looked at the poster like five minutes before it started. But um, mm-hmm. there were a few in there where I was like, oh, that person or that person, uh, like Ron Perlman. I didn't know he was in it. But then again, Richard uh, David Strathams in it. Yeah, for like a few minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm um but yeah he's it's it's a really good movie it's really really well done um i don't know how it's gonna play at the oscars uh at all really like i don't think it really will it's it's a damn good movie but that might hurt mm-hmm. its chances because it's genuinely good um it, it's very creepy and it's very um mm-hmm. off-putting but i i dig that and it, it's it's well worth your time especially if you like his other works i think this is a very worthy um very worthy movie um but uh you know speaking of movies that are worthy joey uh i would say sean baker's red rocket is also in that category Mm -hmm. um so i'm a big florida project boy you uh hate that movie i like that movie a lot i just think the ending is silly you want to think about a movie with a silly ending is red rocket um i (laughs) i see i actually felt that way more about this movie than I did about Florida Project. Um, mm. I actually, I don't hate the ending to this, but there was a part of it where I'm like, oh, like when it ended, I was like, oh, I think I feel how the people that don't like the ending of the Florida Project feel. Um, <laughs> Were you just kind of like, what? I wasn't like, I like I got it, but I thought it like, I kind of like made me roll my eyes a little bit where I was like, oh, like, okay. Like, of course you ended like right there. Um, mm-hmm. it, it felt like it, it was very in vain with that Florida Project ending, if you get my just like it's very like mm-hmm. i don't want to spoil it but i think you know what i mean if you've seen the movie mm-hmm. like i it's in tone with that and i don't know but but everything else like other than the ending and when i say the ending i mean like the literal like final shot of the movie mm-hmm. everything preceding that i i'm two minds one it is a banger i from start to finish uh rex uh what's his name simon rex uh, simon rex, yeah. uh, uh amazing performance uh, great performances all around. Uh, beautiful direction and beautiful cinematography. Um, from just, I mean, everything top to bottom is great. On the other hand, I was incredibly uncomfortable with the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is disturbing. People are, quite frankly, underselling how hard it is mm-hmm. to watch this movie. Um, I feel like the trailer presents it as like a very feel-good, uh, like kind of romp, and. Mm-hmm. It's not not entertaining. It's just it's very dark, and I don't know yeah. if people are going to be prepared for that when they go into it because yeah, it, it deals with very icky subject matter. Yeah, it's a very it's 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 like a it's like a dangerous movie almost. Where I don't think I would have, as a filmmaker personally, I don't think I would I would go anywhere near something like this movie. Uh, and I mean, I'm not opposed to uh to to I I I I really like films that kind of have kind of dislikable protagonists and, and protagonists mm-hmm. are generally negative 
but uh, this this character is such a despicable person. He's he so... is like the most unlikable person I've seen in a movie mm-hmm. in like forever. And it's like it's not like a taxi driver where you start to like you like him at first and then he grows evil. It's like pretty much right off the bat. It's like a this is not a good guy, and it's just uh, and he's he's he, there's a there's definitely some there's some political undertones to the film. And it's it's this weird contrast where it's such a disturbing character. It's such a yeah, an icky, gross kind of you know predator predator basically. Um, uh, but Simon Rex is so he's so watchable in this. But he gives such oh, he's a great yeah. He's such a, he gives such a good performance in the movie. He came I, I saw this uh, he was at the show I was at as well and he came out and he was like I'm nothing like this guy <laughs> like the first thing he said. Because it's such a it's such a ballsy literally a ball. I mean he shows his dick so it's literally a ballsy performance. Yeah. Uh, but it, I, I agree with you. All I've heard about the movie before I saw it was that it was incredibly graphic uh, in like nudity, and there's really not that much nudity in it. It's just the um, the content matter is, see, is is very ballsy. See, all I heard about going into it was how much fun it was to watch, like how entertaining it is, and like I kind of wish someone warned me what it was actually mm-hmm. about. Uh, so that's kind of why I'm bringing it up because I don't want to like shade. Like I I, I want to say it's a great movie. I think it's really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do encourage you to watch it, but like, and it's got, it's funny. It's, it definitely, it doesn't, it does it, have a good sense of humor throughout. But. It, it, it does. And if you can get on the vibe with this movie, uh, despite, I, I'm just gonna say the movie is about a guy seeing a underage girl and the movie never once justifies it. It is completely not on his side. Uh, mm-hmm. but it, it, it's like an examination of, it's really like a seedy character. I'd compare it to like uh, Howie and Uncut Gems or Robert Pattinson, mm-hmm. Good Time. Where yeah, it's like I'd he... say it's it's definitely like a good timey. Kind yeah. Of, uh, like a, like a, I I made the Travis Bickle comparison, but it's definitely like it's about it's not a good he's not a good guy. It's definitely no, not like at all. A, like and... a Wolf of Wall Street type movie where it's just kind of an examination of of how how someone like this operates and how they're able to exactly. get away with what they get away with. And the movie is also very much, like, it's very political. It's, I mean, it's more the backdrop of the movie, like, about the 2016 election. And, uh, you know, there's a, there's a pretty good, like, visual style of, like, you know, these, like, really, like, low-income American, like, tex- Texas, right? Um, mm-hmm. it, it's the backdrop of Texas and, like, really, like, low-income people that still have, like, like 20-inch TVs, but yet... Uh, they're they're watching Trump as if it's like reality TV and like they like the grandma's like literally like watching Jerry Springer and then she turns it to Trump and like is entertained like and uh, there's many scenes like with Trump billboards behind him and um you know I think there's like an interesting parallel between like you know the conning of politics and the conning that he does to people in the movie like the whole movie's just him manipulating people for personal gain almost like uncut gems and uh not to keep bringing those movies up but mm-hmm. it, it it does kind of feel like uh sean baker's good time and if that sounds appealing mm-hmm. to you and you know that this character is gonna be a piece of shit going in like just be warned this is not a character that you fall in love with like you do the little mm-hmm. girl in florida project or anything uh or the characters in tangerine um but it's just it's very disturbing at points i think people are kind of underselling how hard it is to see some of this because uh, mm-hmm. I, I, it really did hit me in a pretty... Yeah, it's gross. It's a, yeah. it's, it, there's some really gross stuff in the movie. Yeah, I just don't want to undersell that. But I also do want to say it's a great movie. So, like, I'm yeah. of two minds about it. Um, I might have to hit it with a rewatch because I, I just don't know if I was mm-hmm. properly prepared for, like, half the shit I was going to watch. Um, and uh, do you know the, the story of how the movie got made? 
Um, well, I watched, um, what do you call it? The, I think it was the New York Film Festival Q&A after. And yeah, he, because he was what, making a different movie and then COVID hit. And they shot this in like, did they give like uh, Simon Rex a three day notice? Yeah, he got a call three days before they started shooting. And he was like, come to Texas and make this movie with me. Um, you don't tell your agent about it. And uh, you have to, you can't fly her. You have to drive. So he literally uh, learned the lines while driving to the set. That's incredible. Um, yeah, and I think it had like a $2 million budget. It was a really small budget. Yeah, I mean, I believe it. And in a good way. Like the, the movie mm-hmm. is, uh, it, it, it's a flourishing indie movie. It, it, it's, it's beautiful to look at. It, it, it's effective. It's exciting. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's innovative in its approach. Um, and it's, it's super impressive. I mean, uh, production, I mean, the, the production, the way the movie was shot and made in, in such a short time with kind of this crazy thing is a feat of itself, but then it's also like, so he's got this feat of independent filmmaking and then he's also able to pull off, uh, Sean Baker's able to pull off this incredibly, uh, seemingly impossible balancing act of making a super entertaining movie about uh, a, a pre- like a predatory male. Right. No. Yeah. Exactly. Like I, I really believe that. Like I think it, it it hits all those notes like super well, and I truly I, I loved it despite the ickiness. I I loved it despite all because like I mean it's intentional. It's never on his side. So I don't know why I'm having such a hang up about it. But I do think this is almost the reaction he was trying to elicit. I think he was trying to, um, you know, I think he was trying to get that response out of you. And um, uh, I think it works. It's worthy of the conversation. And it's a real damn good movie. I wouldn't put it above Florida Project because I think that's, if you know me, you know Florida Project is like one of the best movies of all time in my eyes. That's like a goaded movie in the Book of Adam. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, Red Rocket is really damn good. And um, Simon Rex, he 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 won't get an Oscar nom for this movie, but uh, I would say he deserves it. He deserves a nomination because mm-hmm. uh, he's truly incredible in it. Um, yeah, it's this really because uh, everyone's talking about it's kind of the you know the, his story with this character. It's kind of this. Uh, it's almost like his. Uh, it's uh, yeah, he's kind of being brought. It's like his. It's almost like his uncut gems, where it's this kind of he's giving kind of given this opportunity to play this like really good part. Uh, but I'm interested, I don't, do you, what, what do you see next for him? I don't know what other, because it's such a specific role and he's amazing in it. And I he's nothing like this guy in real life, but. I mean, I'm I would just, love I'm to fascinated see him to see what he does next. Do a Safety Brothers movie. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, don't make him like a CD character in that, but like have him kind of be like the Adina Menzel or like the, the Benny Safdie or like the, uh, mm-hmm. like a supporting character in a Safety Brothers movie. Like, have him be in the Pete Davidson uh, Safety Bros movie. Um, oh, yeah. Have a... Right in. <laughs> God, I... That needs to happen immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Red Rocket, really fucking good. Um, you know, speaking of that little Studio A24 making movies, um, wait, come on, Joey, come on. Uh, we're, we're, we're talking come on, come on. Mm-hmm. And boy, oh boy... Uh, Mike Mills is my man. I have talked about him many times in the pod. I only just got Joe to watch Beginners recently. And um, you like that movie a lot, right? Perfect movie. Perfect movie. Uh, I saw it at the age of 14, and it quite literally changed my life when I saw it. And um, 20th Century Women is also a movie that had a profound impact on me when I was, like, 19. 
and uh, same deal. He makes a movie every five years, and I, uh, I I get obviously five years older each time, and I feel like a little bit of a wiser person, and um, I feel like every time he makes a movie and it's released and I see it, I uh, it always comes out of the perfect point in my life where I truly need it. You know what I mean? And uh, that's what Come On, Come On was like for me. It felt like a hug. It felt like a very life-affirming, beautiful movie that I needed to see at this point where, you know, the whole movie is about kind of children's perception, not adults, and how we all have these like very complex emotions and relationships and hardships that are really so simple to resolve in the eyes of a child. And mm-hmm. it's, um, you know, as someone who's in his twenties now and is navigating the world and relationships and shit, it's like, I don't know. It, it, it really got me, man. <laughs> this movie, uh, blew me away. It, uh, it, it made, it didn't make me cry, but I was very close at points and it made me feel things very deeply and uh it's one of the best movies of the year Mm -hmm. it's absolutely one of the best movies it's it's actually like a 10 out of 10 for me yeah Um, there's like nothing i I wouldn't i have it at a 9.5 right now but i would not be surprised at all uh to see it bumped up to a 10 uh it's a really excellent movie um Mm -hmm. Just ever, I mean, it's to even to, to single out things that are good about that movie would be redundant. Um, everything is the script is excellent, the performances are excellent, the score is excellent. So, I and mean, you could go on and on. Amazing, the soundscape of the movie is amazing. Uh, I didn't think I would, uh, I would, I didn't think I would, I that's not usually something you pick up on. I think, I think black and white movies just have to, the sound has to pop all the more because, uh, of the kind of that loss of color, but. It's uh, it's just so, and, and the Joaquin Phoenix's performance is excellent. Um, I've never, I'm sure he, this is such a kind of a different role for him. Uh, he's he's kind of known for these intense parts, yeah. and um, most of the movie is just him hanging out with this kid, and it's just it's such a sweet movie. It's uh, it's got a lot to say about parenting and kind of kids' views of the world and kind of the, you know, there's there's kind of this this thought about why would you bring a kid into this world, and it kind of it touches on that a little bit and how kids how kids feel about that opinion. And it's yeah. uh, it's just it's just such a great film. Uh, I uh, I teared up. Um, I uh, fun fact: Rico and I watched this together at the Scad Film Fest, and Elle Fanning was sitting directly directly behind us the whole time. So I didn't realize that until the end of the movie. So I wouldn't have been whispering uh, comments in Rico's ear if I knew that. But uh, <laughs> it's uh it's just such a great movie. Mike Mills, uh, excellent director. Um, he's uh yeah I I, I uh I'm on he's a he's made a fan out of me um i'll watch anything he makes now he's uh he's so great i hope this gets some award awards buzz it's such a great film it it's almost like too good for awards i feel like mm-hmm. like it's it's yeah. just it, it's such a banger that i cannot imagine like the academy going for it um but i i hope to be proven wrong i would love to be wrong about it um yeah dude yeah, like i felt everything in this movie like it it played me like a fiddle i would say like it uh, I, I got on the wavelength of this movie immediately. There is not a moment where it lost me. Um, I, I felt everything it was trying to say to me, everything it was trying to make me feel. I felt it not only did I feel it, but I felt it deeply. Uh, and I genuinely like walked out of the theater feeling like I experienced something profound, which is not something you can say very often. Um, but it's it's not, I wouldn't say it's the best movie I've seen this year, but it's like it's fucking up there, dude. Like it's it's up mm-hmm. there. Um, yeah. 
it's and also Woody Norman, I think is his kid's name, right? Amazing um, child performance. Fucking, he's British too. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was uh, the 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 Q the guy who did the Q and A came out and said that everybody. Yeah, the Q and non guy said that and everybody gasped. <laughs> <laughs> Just revealing truth left and right about who's British in Hollywood. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, there, I don't know why, but like, there's so many scenes uh, in this movie that amaze me. But like, there's one scene. Uh, where he's like running away from Joaquin in a grocery store, and it like mm-hmm. it just like got my like. There's so many scenes of that movie like where if you've ever had to like watch a kid or you had to like be like not like a parental figure to a kid or like a guardian to a kid before, you know how fucking scary it is when you can't find them. And this movie like taps on those anxieties perfectly. Um, it I, there's like so many scenes where it like just perfectly conveys like how big of a heart kids have and how they they just love so uncynically like they love and the world is like it just breaks you down as you get older uh there's a scene towards the end where he i don't want to spoil it entirely but uh, he's asking joaquin about remembering something and it uh it it really broke me because it God, I want to cry just thinking about it. Like, it's just so beautiful. Yeah, and I mean, like, even, like, the meaning of the title is so beautiful. Yeah, it, it's great. Um, it continues the canon of Scoot and Mary popping up in movies uh, mm-hmm. when you least expect it. Um, <laughs> love that. Uh, Can't get enough of that guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, scoot your butt over here, buddy, because I love you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what he's in? <laughs> a rover. Oh, that, I was like, is, is it the next movie? Um, is uh, it the next movie? No, not, no, that's what I thought at first. I thought you were, like, doing a good uh, transition, but no. Um, but perfect movie, I think. Uh, Speaking of the next movie. <laughs> yeah, he, he is not in the worst person in the world. Um, um, the worst person in the world. Uh, so I made Joey watch this movie. Like, he, <laughs> he would not have watched this movie if it wasn't for me, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you, he... I really think Joey thought I was over-exaggerating how good this movie is. Because uh, I was on Joey's ass about this movie from uh, <laughs> start to finish. Uh, and I finally got him to watch it. And uh, do you want to tell the fine folks how you felt? Um, well, uh, the, the worst person in the world, uh, for the audience who's probably not aware of it, it's a Dutch film, I believe? Uh, yes. Uh, for... From... Jacques, it's like Jean Tormer or something like that. I don't, I'm not sure of his name. He made Louder Than Bombs, Oslo, uh, with some numbers after it, and then another movie, Thelma. It's Norwegian, right? yeah. It's Norwegian. Norwegian. Uh, Sorry. Uh, yeah, Thelma's uh, great. Uh, I have not seen Oslo, but uh, Thelma's really good. I have not seen Thelma. This is my first of his movies. Uh, I guess this is the third installment in a trilogy. Um, oh. But it's, uh, I guess it's like a, it's a thematic trilogy. I don't think it's a narrative trilogy. Um, but it's a, it's a um, coming of age odyssey about a um, a college uh, a, a college grad uh, trying to discover herself, um, and it kind of follows her and her love life and just in general. And it's uh, a delightful movie. It's uh, excellent. It's got it's such a unique film. I really don't. It's not like uh, you know. Oftentimes you know it's. You know, it's like this movie is like Die Hard meets Jurassic Park, but there's like really nothing I could compare this to. It's got the energy of, of something like an Edgar Wright movie, but it's got the heart of, of something like a Mike Mills movie. It's just a complete. It's it's it, it, it it's able to do. It does so much, and uh, it's only about two hours. It does so much in such a little time. 
Yeah. Um, the main actress in this uh, is excellent, excellent, excellent performance. Um, very well done. Um, this movie does a great job of uh, capturing uh, small moments um, that just feel very deeply human, and then it's also able to kind of have this. It's got a genu- genuinely big, big scale to it. It's like it's kind of a big movie in, in a lot of regards. It, it takes place over a long period of time. There's a lot of different characters. Um, there's a couple uh, kind of heightened reality sequences, and I just it's it's a real. Um, you know, for a movie that came out of nowhere, uh, in my eyes, uh, it's a real delight. Um, and I'm glad to see, I, I've seen, I don't know if it's just cause uh, Adam and I are in the, in the, in the fan club, but, uh, I've been seeing a lot of love for this movie. So I'm really happy about that. It's a really, really excellent film. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't even know where to begin with this movie. Um, I, I hate to keep bringing my personal shit into these reviews, but I feel like it's essential when talking about movies that affect you and you got to explain like why you love it so much. But I think this movie portrays the panic of being a 20 something. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it conveys like as someone who also jumps major and major and uh, eventually ends up working retail, I can relate to this movie <laughs> <laughs> to a fucking T. Uh, it, 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 like I literally was that person who went from like an art major to a psych major and back to an art major. <laughs> like, and like this movie hit me really hard. Um, I, I don't even know where to begin with it. Like everything about it worked for me perfectly. Like it, the emotion, the comedy, the visual style. Oh my goodness. Like mm-hmm. uh, there, there's a scene where time stops and she's still moving. And it is just about the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I teared up in that sequence. It's not even a sad sequence. I just teared up. It was so well done. It, it was so beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. There is a party scene in this movie, uh, mm-hmm. midway through, where she is making a questionable choice throughout, and it, nothing really happens. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it is the most tense thing I've seen in a movie in quite some time, even though it is like not scary. Nothing serious is really happening. But if you're invested in the story, that scene is like the most tense thing ever. Is it the she with the one she crashes the party or? Yes, the the, okay. the yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's kind of a it, it reminds me. This is a weird comparison, but uh, do you remember Brooklyn? Uh, yes. The uh, Saoirse Ronan movie. Uh, yeah. Kind of this a similar uh, thing to where it's uh, you get super invested in the story and then something kind of you know not you wouldn't expect. Yeah. You, you you're kind of un you. that sequence kind of shows you how just how invested in the movie you actually are because you're like oh my goodness like it's like this is kind of a seemingly low stakes scene that you're super anxious about yeah and like the movie doesn't just stop there like there's like so many moments throughout that like make you really deeply feel and like question uh uh not only the character that's leading the film but also like uh, this, the supporting cast here is all great, and the characters are all really interesting, and uh, uh, the writing is amazing. Like, I this deserves a best original screenplay at the Oscars. Uh, yeah. I, I really does because it has uh, the the right like the comedy, the dialogue. It's so snappy, but the way the story flows together in like episodic or chapters, I should say. Yeah, it's uh, like it, twelve chapters, and it's like that might a, seem yeah twelve like chapters a bad and a choice. prologue and an epilogue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, yeah, it, it seems like a bad choice, but it, it works amazing. And they all they all vary in length. Some chapters are literally one scene, and some chapters yeah. go for about fifteen or twenty minutes. So and, it's uh, well, and also like the way it hits like from comedy to drama is like amazing. Like I I worship at the altar of this director because it's like 
I need to know how to do that. <laughs> like, I need mm-hmm. to know how to jump from, like, genuine, like, great comedy to devastating drama. Like, he does it to perfection in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did cry during this movie. Um, it's the first time I've cried in a movie in quite some time. And I, it, it just hit me really hard. There's a scene where she's by a lake. And uh, she's crying, and when she started crying, I started crying, and it it, it just fucking devastated me, dude. This entire movie. Um, there's a scene where she's taking a photo of a person at the end, and when you know when you see it, you'll know it. And it is mm-hmm. it it that also broke me. There were many points in this movie where I cried. Um, it, yeah, I don't know, dude. This <laughs> it, it this is another ten out of ten for me. I, uh, mm-hmm. Actually, I would say the next, uh, all, all three of the last movies we talk about are 10 out of 10s for me. But um, this is easily one of the best of the year. You'll definitely be hearing us talk about it again. Um, but uh, masterpiece, dare I say. Yeah. I have no faults with this movie. I think it is perfect. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm itching to see it again. Uh, well, it doesn't come out until February, guys. So you got to wait on this one. Unless she's catching it at the Sundance Film Festival. I was about to say it is. It is playing at Sundance, which if you're uh, if you're hitting up Sundance, I cannot recommend it enough because it is. Uh, it's a banger. It's it's mm-hmm. a banger. Um, and last but not least, uh, what is I would say honestly last and least, frankly. Um, well, if you take the L and then you put it and then you spell licorice and then you spell pizza. And you also spell my most anticipated movie of 2021. Uh, you would have the Creech Pizza, which uh, is what we're talking about because we saw it. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't feel real that we saw it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Joey didn't believe me when I. Yeah, uh, it was. It was. It, it took a long time for me to believe that we were going to be seeing it. I literally told Joey, "I'm like, hey, here's the theater. Like, we're gonna go see uh, the Creech Pizza on the screening." And he's like, "No, we're not." And I'm like, yeah, we are. And he's like, no, we're not. And I'm like, I had to get other people to confirm it. I had to get an official email. I had to get, I had to, I was, I didn't believe him. No, he. <laughs> usually we're on the other side. Usually we're waiting till, uh, I had to wait till, I don't know if you saw Phantom Fred early, but I had to wait till fucking January to see Phantom Fred when it came out. I did have to wait till January and it was torture. Um, but it, that was the best movie of that year. And uh, Licorice Pizza, the jury is still out. You're going to have to turn it into our, uh, best of 2021 episode in the coming mm-hmm. week uh we are waiting on the behalf of uh the great lana wachowski i would say and uh the great and uh, the great joe Cohen. i was gonna say that next yeah for tragedy Macbeth. but uh uh yeah those are like really my only two that i still need to see but um and spider-man i guess has a chance because uh you know i'm a fucking mm-hmm. dork but uh yeah i uh, I'm yeah no not gonna bullshit it. Uh, this is Paul Thomas Anderson's latest and uh you know movies they're uh they're back Joe did you realize that uh, they, yeah <laughs> Paul Thomas Anderson uh has um you know it's almost embarrassing it's almost embarrassing uh, I just what what can you say about it Yeah I don't even uh, know dude <laughs> it's it's a masterpiece uh it's a it's a it's every it's just he he's on another level and it's it's infuriating it's 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 as you know as an aspiring filmmaker as a fan it's amazing as a fan i eat it up as an aspiring filmmaker it makes me want to blow my brains out it's just how 
how has he achieved such a level of mastery? He makes it looks this movie looks flaw. This movie appears flawless. It's it's how and it looks easy. It's like he's just hanging out. It's like yeah. how do you fucking do it? And it's like you just kind of get in the movies like you get in a little you get it's like getting on a roller coaster. You get in the seat and you just have to trust that you just have to not even trust. You just have to fucking okay. Let me see where fucking Paul Thomas Anderson wants to take me today. And this is it's a it's you know it's a different film for him. It's not quite you know it's it's kind of lost that regular intensity that he's kind of mm-hmm. known for. Uh, it's definitely closer to something like Punch Drunk Love uh, than than uh, There Will Be Blood. But it's uh it's it's incredibly light. Um, it's it's oh it's super it's overwhelmingly sweet and it's uh, you know excellent performances from. Uh, Alma Haim, is that your surname? Uh, Alana Haim. Alana Haim, um, and uh, Alma, Alma's uh, from Fancy Bird. Uh, Fancy Bird, yeah. <laughs> and, uh... Oh, uh, fucking Gary, uh, or, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh who plays Gary? Uh, Philip yeah, Seymour uh, Hoffman's son. Um... Cooper Hoffman. Cooper Hoffman. Fucking, uh, god damn, dude. Uh, the, the Hoffman gene is alive and well. Uh, yeah. Uh, like dear golly miss molly like uh what a what a what what a, what a, what a performance man i mean and this is his first movie too and he's fantastic in this movie he uh uh he i mean they're in their chemistry together is dynamite like they are mm-hmm. incredible like the second they're on screen together which is literally the opening scene but uh it from the moment they're on screen together to the final frame you're like you're just like when they're on screen together you like can't take your eyes off them they're just like Mm-hmm. it's a magnetic like chemistry like it, it's truly like when you're watching it it feels like true cinema magic i think mm-hmm. um I, i'd be remiss to not bring up bradley cooper because oh my god he is the not the best performance of the year i <laughs> i don't want, i don't want to say uh that i don't want to like hype it up too much because i know he's not in the movie a lot i don't want people to expect him to be in this movie too much because he's not he's in it very little Mm-hmm. But, maybe 15 minutes uh, that's generous um mm-hmm. but that being said the scene that he's in the main scene that he's in uh joe can vouch for this i laughed so hard that i cried like i i i could not stop laughing like the next scene started playing and i was still laughing mm-hmm. uh and it his line delivery, his everything, his mannerisms, his haircut, his his outfit, like it's mm-hmm. it's a comedic force to be reckoned with. And uh, to the likes I have not seen since like Pop Star, uh, mm-hmm. it is uh, it, it like he says some shit in that scene that uh, truly. I was literally about to compare it to Pop Star in the sense that it's so funny that you have to stop yourself from laughing so you can still hear the dialogue. <laughs> I I don't want to spoil it, but like there's so many lines where like uh, me a uh, friend of the pod Adam Donato we work together and like mm-hmm. sometimes at work now we just like quote it with each other like that scene. Mm-hmm. He's um, got like a like a Connor O'Malley energy to him in the scene. It's just the most like it's unreal. If you thought Ben Affleck was unhinged in the last duel, <laughs> um, literally every scene that Bradley Cooper is in in Liquor's Pizza is like a comedic masterclass. Like mm-hmm. it is, because uh, before I saw the movie I heard. Uh, people saying like oh he's in it too little to nominate him um i call bullshit on that because mm-hmm. having seen the movie it, you cannot convince me that this is not one of the five best supporting actors of the year uh mm-hmm. he you cannot convince me that it's not the best performance of the year 
he it's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my like maybe entire life. Like I I, I don't want to overhype it, but mm-hmm. he's that fucking good in the movie. Like he's yeah, just... I think I don't. I mean, I'm not sure exactly what the 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 shortlist is for a supporting actor this year, but in my for my bet for my money, he should he should be nominated in one. I think he completely he yeah. The movie he doesn't steal the movie because the movie is so incredible, but he is such like a memorable part of the he's one of like the main things in the movie he's just and he's only in it for a little bit he completely it's almost like that whole thing i think i might have said this to you but it's like or i don't know if you said it to me or i said to you but it's kind of his segment and this is kind of uh pta's like it's like a once upon a time in hollywood meets ladybird that's kind of uh to 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 make it a to make it a comparison piece but yeah uh, he he, he kind of has his segment is like the Spawn Ranch segment of Licorice Pizza, and it's uh, it's, so it's amazing. Funny. It's amazing. It, it, it's really, really good. There's a, a great scene where uh, Alana Heim drives a truck, and it's like mm-hmm. genuinely like, I, like even just like on a like practical level, I'm like, how did you even direct that? Like, how did you even mm-hmm. like do that? Um, there are some shots in this movie that are so beautiful that like my heart got warmed just because i'm like that's some sweet sweet cinema like that's what it is like that's what cinema's about like it's just watching licorice pizza with the boys uh this is a hangout movie it's a vibe movie that's what this movie mm-hmm. is and um there's a scene where uh paul mccartney is playing and they're laying on a waterbed and it's just about the best scene i've ever seen in my entire life and i want to mm-hmm. punch a hole in the wall because i will never direct anything that good yeah. um it I mean, there's, like, I, I would say just about every scene in this movie, I would not even come close to touching. Uh, Skylar um, Cazanotto. Amazing uh, performance. The little, again, the little bit that he's in in this movie is, like, fucking hilarious. There's a dinner table scene that is, like, if not for Bradley Cooper, it would be the funniest thing I've seen this year. Um, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it's It's just so funny, like, the way he says one line and the entire tone changes in the scene, and uh it, it's hilarious and um and then the whole movie is just like it's full of witty comedy like truly hilarious shit um heartbreaking uh heart like a reassurance like it's just mm-hmm. uh, it, it's full of like it, it's everything you want in a movie like it really fucking is like it it's everything you want in a movie all in one package like you go through the ups and downs of these characters and you have great performances, great laughs, great cinematography, a great soundtrack. Uh, it's everything. It has replay value. It uh, it has everything. Uh, it's it, like it, it, I I feel like this movie like like should exist and it like has it had to exist. Like this movie yeah. like belong. It like this story, Licorice Pizza, belongs in like the pantheon of cinema and the same i kind of feel the same way a lot of like cohen brothers kind of make movies like that where it's like you know of course that 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 should be a movie that exists mm-hmm. of course licorice pizza should be a movie of course of course it's a movie. of course this is something that we that, that paul thomas anderson gave us like it's just a it's another it's just a complete uh, it knocked me completely i was completely floored by it it's such an excellent film and it's it's completely different it's 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 something new for pta uh and it's but it's still got that same it's still got that same, uh, you know, mastery to it. It's, uh, you know, I, I can't believe it. It's, um, I, I'm, I, it, it, it's infuriatingly good. Yeah. I, um, honestly, I can't even believe I've seen it. I, I, mm-hmm. I can't believe I've actually watched it in its entirety. Um, I, I want to go down the list of like other really good actors in this movie. Um, 
Sean Penn is in it for like literally one scene and it's with Tom Waits and it's like really funny. Um, Benny Safdie gives a great performance in the little bit that he's in. Um, mm-hmm. Whoever played the guy that goes to dinner with him and Alana, I do not know the mm-hmm. actor's name. But I was just about to say he was really good. Whoever he is, fucking great performance for the like literal two minutes he's in. Mm-hmm. But he almost made me cry at one point. Like one line delivery that he has, it, it got me. Like I felt it in my heart. Um, all the like kids that they hang out with in this movie, like his little group of buddies, uh, Coopers, uh, all great. Um, top to bottom, I mean, dare I say, a perfect movie. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no, I do, I do say it because it's fucking Paul Thomas Anderson, and he he really doesn't make anything less than a masterpiece every year. And this again, I I said it on Twitter when it was coming out, and I, I'll say it again. I've gotten to the point where I don't even get excited for his movies anymore. Like, I just, I know it's going to be a masterpiece, and I just expect it, you know? Like, there's no room for anticipation, because there's nothing to anticipate. Cause it's like going to a steakhouse that always delivers like a prime rib, like a prime steak, and you know what you're going to get, you know it's going to be perfect, and you don't have to anticipate because you know you're going to go there, and they're going to take care of you, and you're, they're going to treat you like a king, and... Yeah, and then you order it, and you get it, and it's as good as it always is. It's perfect. It changes your life a little bit, but you're used to it. <laughs> you're used to it changing your life. Mm-hmm. And then you go and then you go about your day, and then you come back another time. And that's Paul Tom Sanderson. He, he just always does it for you. And there's no reason to doubt, and there's no reason to speculate. There's no reason to anticipate, because it's like, in mm-hmm. Twin Peaks, it's like, just, you know, treat yourself to a cup of coffee like uh yeah dude it's a you know you're eating you know you're eating good he takes care that's a good way to put it i think he takes care of you in in licorice pizza he you might not you know the because the plot um is a bit uh um it's it's not necessarily a a conventional plot structure it's not it's you know it's not like one it's kind of it's a bit of a meandering plot we're kind of just following these characters through their lives but it's uh it's all incredibly intentional um maybe deceptively so and it's, uh, you know, I once don't... you kind of get to the end of it, it's like, well, of course this is what happened. Of course this is the way it should go. It's like, why did I, what was I, you know, what are you expecting? Are you, of course it's going to be, it's just the, you know, that's, I'm at a loss for words. It's just so, he did it again and he's going to do it again. Um, so what, what else should we expect from him? <laughs> I was going to say, um, there is a, I, I see like a little bit of like complaining on like letterbox and stuff about like, the, the the plot structure and how it like meanders a lot and I'm like what happened to like yeah like <laughs> why do you why does everything have to have like a point A to point B story like mm-hmm. if anything I prefer these hangout movies I like movies yeah. that are just like vibes I I mm-hmm. like to hell with narrative like just give yeah. me Bradley Cooper assaulting children and like give yeah. me <laughs> like like I I'm sorry like I'm not gonna give up Bradley Cooper in his puppy shirt for like the sake of plot like mm-hmm. this movie is an entire vibe i like want to live inside of this movie um and like if you want a point a to point b movie he's already he's made a bunch of them fucking go yeah. watch boogie nights go watch fucking there will be blood he's made a, he's made them he's trying something new and it's fucking good it's it's perfect i would say i'm getting um, defensive i'm i stood up i'm like <laughs> my puff of my chest up right now <laughs> um but yeah, I, I think that's without saying, but like 10 out of 10, like it, it's a absolute Maybe massive. 11. Quite frankly, yeah. It, uh, and I still think it's funny that we 
topped this triple feature with Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, we <laughs> we <laughs> yeah, it just got progressively worse. We started with Licorice Pizza, then went into Gucci, and then ended it with my favorite movie of the year, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah, it was uh, it, it was that was a great night. But um, you know what was a great night tonight? Recording with you, Joey, and talking to the fine people uh, that is our audience. Um, mm-hmm. We love you guys. Yeah, uh, so, so we'll be back soon. Uh, we're going to be covering, a, we have a few more movies to cover before we do our best of the year list. We'll probably do a Spider-Man app and a Matrix app. And uh, uh, depending on when we see Macbeth, we'll do it mm-hmm. on that. Um, but in the meantime, Joey, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, you can find me at Joseph underscore Salmony on most platforms. And uh, keep your eyes peeled. Um, uh, we've got uh, two projects coming out uh, from Aggressive AK Productions relatively soon. Uh, we'll see what happens with them. Um, but uh, uh, I'm not going to go any, I'm not going to specify anything else because everything's up in the air right now. But we'll see how it goes. This is like his uh, soggy bottom. Like we're never going to know mm-hmm. like anything about it until it happens. He's going to drop yeah. it and we're all going to be like surreal that we even saw it. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Adam underscore not Sandler, uh, and also uh, my other podcast, The Lineal Canon, where we are currently doing Spider Month, where we are covering all the Spider Man movies. And um, we just talked Spider Man 2 this week, and uh, uh, spoiler alert, it's still like the best movie of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you'll catch us next week with uh, God, I can't believe it, buddy, but Spider Man No Way Home next week. Mm-hmm. Um, so we made it uh, we did it boys where are we dropping boys uh in the, in the theater for spider-man no way home to win the hashtag no way home sweepstakes um <laughs> so with that being said uh good night good luck and uh keep on gaming with that dog <laughs> bye gamers see ya <laughs>